Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to The Ernest Man Show. Wherever you may be in this world. Just a quick message on how you can win a fabulous prize. After listening to an episode, simply go to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and go to the Discuss comment section below the episode. Leave a comment. That's it. It's that simple. Within a week, if a winner is chosen, you possibly could be a winner of a fabulous prize. Okay, well, it's it's not a car or a boat, but then again, you don't have to pay any taxes on it. So, what are you waiting for? You've got a good chance, and you can say anything you like. So, that's my message. Now, let's go to the show. Episode number 49. America's Critical Baby Formula Shortage. Open letters to the world. There is an old saying which goes once more into the breach. That's what I feel like at this time. Because we're going to go back into something that I had just talked about um, not too long ago at all. And that is the current U.S. crisis with a lack of baby formula. And uh, where where does where do I where do I go with this, folks? Um, I saw some reports on this, and uh, I, I I just couldn't believe it because one minute this was a I heard a um, report that was coming from government sources, and uh, what they were saying was was that despite the shortage, that they absolutely were not going to import any formula from Europe because it didn't meet U.S. FDA standards. So I decided to take it upon myself and to check this out a little bit more when it did um it turned out that the exact opposite was true that actually the european standards are not only equal to but they actually exceed u.s standards for baby formula. So it comes down to the old adage of two men say they're Jesus, one of them must be wrong. What I think is beyond ridiculous when you look at the entire situation very broadly 
you look around and you can't help but think, how the hell did we get here? It's the same notion because as I was talking about in a previous broadcast that I made, this is the one where I talked about preppers and, you know, maybe how these are the guys that are going to have the last laugh because these problems, these shortages are just going to keep coming in waves. And so despite what Biden may say or despite, you know, what the companies are saying, yeah, they can alleviate things for a little while. But that's just kicking the can. Same thing with fuel prices. Not to get off the subject here, but Biden was going to release all this fuel or rather oil, which in turn will turn into fuel, gasoline. And uh, But that's a uh, temporary fix. So you can prevent the spike, which now in many places is approaching or at $6 a gallon, as I predicted. And uh, like I said, right on schedule by all... Oh, I'd say, you know, sometime late summer, early like midsummer, let's say midsummer, you could realistically see anywhere from $8 or maybe higher for fuel. But to get back to the baby formula deal, <clears throat> it's one thing when you have a shortage of a few components. And if we, you know, if this lasted, I don't know, a month, and then, you know, pretty much like a a ship that's been through a very rough storm and it it's listing to one side, but then they they they're shifting the ballast and you know eventually it writes itself and they pump out the excess water from the storm and the ship goes on its way. It's That's because that's what it's designed to do. But with the ship SS America, in this case, that's not what it's designed to do. This is like taking a... This is like taking a racing uh, schooner, a racing yacht, out into rough seas. It's pretty predictable what's going to happen. Um, this is a ship that is built for a good, moderate wind that's fairly consistent on a pretty pleasant day with no high waves. In other words, this particular ship is condition built. As the old adage goes, it is built for speed. And unfortunately, in this case, that is also what the U.S. economy apparently is based on and built on. It's built for speed, but it's not built for endurance. And the seas have been rather rough. And 
this lumbering vessel is having a different, a difficult time writing itself in this storm. So I'm not going to, I don't want to sit here and pretend for a moment that I have all the answers because I don't, I don't think anyone does. What I am here to do is to point out to you things that have been repeated in the in the relatively close past. So, um, unfortunately, for multiple reasons, um, a lot of people and their memories have become rather short. And we keep going after um, problems with solutions that aren't designed for the problems in the first place. And um, what they're the what they've been talking about, or rather, what they've been babbling about concerning infant formula, doesn't actually address the crux of the issue. And one of the central points of that is that if you are tied in to an unstable market, then you cannot rely on, you know, raw materials being, well, stable. With, with all these kinds of materials, especially, well, I shouldn't say especially, I, only because it's especially important, of course, because you could actually apply this to, you know, raw materials for, you know, building whatever it is that you're building. But you have to, as, as any factory uh, manager will tell you, you have to be able to rely on the delivery of raw materials or missing one component can screw up the entire production and hold up the entire production. But as far as I'm concerned, and I've, I've never been a proponent, I'm not even going to say I've never been a big proponent, I've never been a proponent of outsourcing at all. I realize you have to do some outsourcing but nowhere near the absolutely ridiculous levels of of our raw materials that we that's going on today because this is what happens that's our economic achilles heel and if you don't think other competing countries are taking note of that, well, they are. They have found the crippling chink in the armor, folks. They have found the proverbial Achilles heel. 
And when the time is right, when the circumstances are right, they will know what to do. It's also important to understand, and and I'm just being, in my opinion, fair and honest. For many years, we've we the U.S. government, the people who represent you, the citizens, we have screwed the world over for its resources to an unbelievable degree. The same things that we did, the same playbook that they learned many, many, many years ago and how we screwed the Native people, the Native Americans, they kept several pages out of that playbook and then they simply just scaled it up and then applied that to other nations. We've been doing this for a very long time. And I know that I've said this often, but um, it's the same thing that happened to Rome. You, you know, when you, when you live in a neighborhood even if you have great authority, and, and I'm talking from what I remember, and if I'm, you know, if, I, if I'm getting away from talking directly about the baby formula, I'm going to get to that, but I feel that this is relevant. So, many years ago, where I lived when I was young, the cops, a lot of them, um, they didn't hang around. They weren't, you know, patrolling in air-conditioned police cars. Many of them still walked the beat. And I don't know if this was um, actually a requirement or not, I don't I don't know. I could actually I could actually maybe try to research it. I don't I don't know if I could, but you know, I could give it a try. But the point being was that I actually remember not only were there were cops on the beat, but they lived in the neighborhood. There is a huge difference in the psychology of a person like that who basically, for want of a better term, they do have a license to kill and to harm and to, you know, beat you up and put you down. But what sort of, I remember what sort of balanced that was that, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't be as a cop, you couldn't be too hard, you couldn't be maniacal you couldn't be a sociopath you couldn't be too crazy and you sure as hell just willy-nilly couldn't go around just shooting people um because you lived in the neighborhood and you had to answer to your neighbors 
And personally, again, without getting off subject, but personally, I think that that's something that should be implemented immediately because there's a difference between when a person doesn't have to wield out or get receive consequences of the actions of what they've done. What psychologists have proven many times over via experimentation is that in general, people have a tendency to either be willing to harm their neighbors or harm a stranger or go to war if they feel that they're not going to be harmed or they're not going to be harmed nearly as bad as the other person. That is what the research shows conclusively. So, you know, when you, when you have a nation that is indisputably, I mean, to a ridiculous um, level, unanswerable or unanswerable to anyone. As they used to say for Ghostbusters, who are you going to call? I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I am just saying, for instance, if they wanted to, Right now, the government, if they wanted to, they could build actual Nazi-style concentration camps and en masse start killing their citizens that they disagree with, that are troublemakers. They could do that, and no one could stop them. Because... When America, during World War II, when we finally discommitted and we finally got involved, because, of course, it takes time to get all those things going. It's like a gigantic war machine. It takes time to, you know, gear up. It takes time to gear up a factory to make planes. It, takes, it does take time. But we, the advantage that we had, and it certainly helps when you're not being, for instance, on your own land, when you're not being bombed 24-7, and when you have an absolute shitload of materials of your own. So, yeah, that was what was meant by the, uh, the Japanese admiral, um, who actually... Um, before the uh, invasion or the bombing of Pearl Harbor, that he was one of the few that thought it was a bad idea. And he had the courage to tell the other people involved, and I think it was all the way up to the emperor at that time, said, look, this is a bad idea. Yeah, we can have this great blow, but we will be awakening a sleeping giant may not be precisely accurate in a quote, but it was pretty close to that. And he was right. 
So think about this. Think about this for a moment. If all the horrible things that happened in Nazi Germany were happening in the U.S., just, just say it was. Who's going to save us? Who's going to come and liberate us? I don't see that happening. I certainly don't see that. I wouldn't see that happening anytime soon. I sure as hell hope it doesn't happen. But it is a sobering thought. And one of the things, certainly, that would precipitate this is when you have a very large, pissed-off population. And they get pissed off from shortages. Repeated shortages, such as baby formula. <laughs> you see, I told you I'd get back to it. I did not have a loss, or at least a total loss of continuity. So, uh, yeah. Because even if they straighten this thing out, I'm telling you, as sure as God made little green apples, things may be cool for three, four, five months, and it's going to come back again. And probably, chances are, with each successive wave, they could get worse. The periods in between of having and not having they get longer. This is why <clears throat> when you have smaller little countries, for instance, places like um, that have infrastructure issues, problems, and they're ongoing, whether it be, you know, Cuba or, say, the Philippines, um, that they, they have regular, I, I certainly know that they do in the Philippines, they have regular blackouts. I mean, currently. Because they don't have proper infrastructure. And all those things, of course, they cost money. And they cost lots of money. So I, I'm not going to sit here and go off on the issue of the uh, problems with our infrastructure. But all of these things, my point is, the baby formula is bad. What's going on is, is bad. But it is a, a simply a, a symptom of a much bigger problem. These are systemic issues. And... Uh, It is what it is, but at least it helps instead of listening to the reports from the mainstream, because all basically all the mainstream does is they tell you what you already know. 
<laughs> the wait for the if you live to a new you know if you, know, if you live close to a you know a, a a city that's rioting they come on the news say hey your 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 town's rioting well <laughs> thank you thank you commander obvious it's uh we we kind of figured that out hey the economy's going to shit again hey well thanks hey how's your job you seem to have nice job security and certain ones within the machine folks like mm, who comes to mind rachel maddow for instance yeah she's not going anywhere and uh folks like rogan joe rogan nah they're not going anywhere certain people sold out a long time ago and they do not bite the hand that feeds them and that is an absolute fact what i can tell you what i thought was very interesting was my letters communications that I received from you. They're good. And uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to read you a few of them and maybe a uh, closing thought or two. So here's just a few. This one comes from Bobby Hertzler, Philly PA. He says, Ernest, even though what you say about the shortage of baby formula is true, there is one big part of this you left out. Tits. Baby formula has, hasn't been around that long. It really didn't take off until after the end of the Second World War, and my grandmother fed her babies with diluted cow's milk and a little bit of sugar, which was very common practice at that time. The very best food for human babies is human breast milk. You might want to explain this to your female listeners out there to help remind them that their breasts exist for an actual function, not just to be shown on TikTok to help them ensnare a walking ATM. Ooh, wow. Thank you very much, Bobby. Wow. That was something. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Number two. Uh, uh, this one comes from Katie Snowder, Spokane, Washington. I can understand how parents would be concerned about the shortage of baby formula, but do any of them simply ask themselves, what did people do before baby formula? Apparently, they must have lived and thrived, or we all 
wouldn't be here. It somehow just seems to show, once again, how completely disconnected we've become from ourselves and the natural world. Again, that's Katie Snowder from Spokane, Washington. Thank you very much, Katie. I thought that was really insightful. Thanks again. I'm saving the best one for last. They're all great, and I thank you very much for sending me your questions. But I, I, I like this one. It's a little longer. This one comes from Mary Beth Brown, Arlington, Texas. Mary Beth says, Ernest, I really did like your point about how shameful it is that we can't even have enough baby formula supplies in this country. But I'm going to tell you that even though this is the case, I have a very different point of view. I currently live and was born and raised in Texas. And the thing that gets me is all these women out there who apparently don't even know what their own breasts are for. I am 48 years old. I grew up in the country and raised four kids, all breastfeeding. None of my kids ever had any formula, and all my kids grew up healthy with no issues. If my grandma could hear this, I know exactly what she would say. She'd say, why these women need to be silly slapped. What she meant by that was, if you were being childish, irritating, and ridiculous, she would slap you until all that was out of you. And I'm not kidding. She would. I think that most young girls today are just absolutely childish. They don't even have enough sense to know what their breasts are for. Pull them out and feed your babies, darling. Again, that's Mary Beth Brown, Arlington, Texas. Well, that also was, that was really something. <laughs> Apparently, uh, some of you out there have some very different and, uh, I must say, very poignant opinions here. So, gee, what what can I say? Um, what I can say is, is thank you very much for those statements. They are greatly appreciated. And um, as far as this baby formula thing, I certainly hope it's going to get better. But at least in the near future... My general feeling is that it's probably going to get worse. I hope you had a good day today, and I hope we all have a better day tomorrow. Take care. <laughs>